welcome to How Did I End Up Here? The podcast where we find out exactly that. How did you end up here? There are a few people whose lives are linear and for the rest of us, we might start out in one direction and end up somewhere completely different that we had never imagined. We have to pivot and uh, move for lots of different reasons, but I don't think anything is wasted. And when we look back, so much of what we have done has brought us to where we are now and given us the skills and knowledge we need and taught us many different things. Over these episodes, we're going to be talking to some wonderful people and finding out how they ended up here. Today's podcast guest is me. I thought I ought to answer some of the questions that I throw at my lovely guests and you could learn a little bit about my story along the way. So we're going to dive in with the first question that I ask everyone on the podcast and that is what did I want to be when I grew up? I think when I was very little I wanted to be Heidi or Anne of Green Gables rather than some kind of uh, career path. (laughs) Just, you know, an outdoorsy life, um, skipping through the daisies with long hair, pretty dresses. I don't think I was asking for much in life, really, but living in London, it was slightly different for me. Then when I got a bit older, I met, and well, I knew when I was younger, but a lady called Julie, who was an occupational therapist, and I really wanted to be an occupational therapist after that. So I did some work experience at a hospital with an OT who was lovely and taught me loads of things and it just fired me up even more to want to be an OT. However, it didn't happen straight away. Um, I didn't do very well in my GCSEs, sadly. Uh, Maybe didn't put enough work in. There's a lesson for us all. And at that point to go and study to be an occupational therapist at degree level you needed to have um, science biology a level and because I hadn't done very well in my science GCSE my school weren't going to let me do biology a level I even remember I have a vivid memory of going to find the head of science I feel like no one else is in the school but that might just be added drama and they I begged them, please let me do biology A-level. I'll work really hard. I really want it. But they said no. So that put pay to that. So instead, A-level, I did English literature, theatre studies and art, which I enjoyed. Probably didn't work as hard as I should have done at it. Um, Again, lesson learnt. But did enjoy it along the way, although I didn't love school that much so I left school didn't go to university because I didn't get into being OT Uh, I did get a place to study English literature but I didn't want to do that so I got a couple of jobs little jobs worked in a cafe that had a secondhand children's clothes and toys shop in the bottom of a church near where I lived and did a bit of cleaning Then I saw a job to be an occupational therapist helper in a day centre for elderly people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And I thought, oh, well, this could be my way in uh, and get some experience, work with an OT 
and learn loads along the way. So I went for the interview, most scariest thing. I think I must have been about 18 at the time. I feel like there were 10 people on the interview panel. Again, might just have felt like that. Might just be added drama in my head now. But I got the job, amazingly, and joined this wonderful place, fascinating place, of this day centre for elderly people with Alzheimer's and dementia. The OT, when I arrived, was lovely. She was so friendly, so welcoming. But she just handed in her notice. <laughs> so she was leaving in about three weeks' time. And I was obviously very green in what I knew and didn't know. So she tried to teach me lots of things in that time, but she left and I found myself running therapy sessions <laughs> with all these lovely people. So we did singing, we did art, we did reminiscence, and I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, then there were a number of personnel changes in the team, including the person who led the whole centre. And they came in with a very different way of doing things, which at the time I didn't necessarily agree with. I was offered the opportunity to study, uh, to be an OT whilst working. However, that would have meant staying where I was. I wasn't able to move. I was told I had to stay where I was. So for me at that time, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe we all feel like that sometimes, but it just wasn't the right place for me, sadly, to continue that. So I left there and ended up working at a PR company in Piccadilly Circus. How random is that? Completely different. It was admin, which I knew I could do, reception work. Um, did that for a few years, but ended up being made redundant, um, which was... Not the best day of my life, I have to say. It was a weird day and I remember I wore odd shoes to work and I called my husband to come and bring me up to central London, <laughs> the right shoe, and I met him at lunchtime and I said, there's something weird going on in the office. And he jokingly said, maybe they're going to fire you. And that afternoon... I was called into the boardroom and told that they were having to make cuts and because I was one of the last person, people who had joined the company, then I had to be the, one of the first people out. So off I went thinking, gosh, what am I going to do now? Back in those days, I'm sounding old now, we did a lot of temping. <laughs> I don't know about you, have you done a lot of temping? Uh, you end up in all sorts of interesting places. I remember once I ended up at this solicitor's for, well, it only ended up being two days in the end because I called the agency and said, I'm not going back and you really shouldn't send anyone else there. The first day I got there, it was up above a shop, round the back, up these stairs. The solicitor wasn't going to be there, so he'd left a key somewhere for me. And I went in... The computer was so old, it was just the black screen with coloured writing, no mouse or anything like that. I mean, in, back in those days, we didn't even use computers as much as we do now, but we'd moved on from there for sure. And I certainly didn't know how to operate a computer like that. So I sat down, all these people started arriving, 
this woman arrived and asked where he was said oh he's at court and she said oh he owes me money because I used to work here and where's my money I was just like I don't know then this man showed up who was really angry because he hadn't got what he wanted then another girl showed up who claimed that she was there for her work experience I was just like this is crazy and then eventually the solicitor showed up and seemingly took it all in his stride but I did think this doesn't feel like a very professional operation to me I think I think I might leave this one behind I think I did two days as I said and then um, moved on but yeah did lots of different temping jobs uh, while I found what I wanted what I could do and then I ended up at another day centre for adults with severe learning disabilities and challenging behaviour and loved it again worked on reception PA to the manager who is still an incredible friend of mine who taught me so much about being a good manager really loved working with her it was chaos a lot of the time but really liked it and ended up getting a permanent job there and I think working there for seven or so years but then that time ran out. I think my manager said to me, you need to do something else with your life. Don't stay here, <laughs> which you know, I'm grateful for ultimately. Um, and I ended up working in an estate agent, uh, which was interesting, probably not my bag ultimately, but it was very good experience in dealing with all kinds of people. And that's just the team, <laughs> not the general public. Um, and then there I met my really good friend Anna who was my boss for a short time probably a good job it was only a short time she was my boss for but we uh, we have become lifelong friends which I'm really grateful for and as my manager in the previous job as well just I, and that's what I love picking up interesting people along the way and making friends and doing life together so from there I ended up temping for uh, an NGO. Again, I ended up getting a permanent job there, but that's where I found HR. They had an HR um, department and they needed some temping there. And I thought, well, most of it was just admin at that point. And found that I really loved HR. Weird, I know, but I did. And we, they, well, I went for, was interviewed for a permanent job there joined the team great team at the time we were all sort of similar ages and stages of life and it was great it was such a brilliant place to work learnt loads met incredible people along the way and um, got my HR qualification while I was there which was an added bonus uh, I was working there I think for about eight years and decided I didn't like HR anymore after that I think I felt like people told me I didn't like HR as well and so I took that as oh yeah I don't really like HR and ended up leaving there and we I was also moving so where I was moving to geographically it was a bit more tricky to get to my job so I was looking for something a bit closer to home and ended up working as an office manager PA, general, getting stuff done um, for a small charity that had old people's homes around the country. 
I don't think they knew what to do with me most of the time. I loved working with them. Uh, they weren't always up for the changes that I was making, but they were very kind to me despite that. And we had some laughs along the way. It was uh, around 2012 as well. So we were in central London uh, when the Olympics were going on. And that was fun. Lots going on in the city. So it was a great time to be heading into London, but I knew it wasn't a long term job. I did lots of changes for them and felt it was right to not stay there for a really long time and felt it was right. I'd had my little break from HR and it was time to go back in. So I noticed a job at the Brit School, which was just up the road from where we were living. And I thought, I could do that. It was PA and HR. So I thought, well, I've got both of those. So give it a go, which is unusual for me. Normally I'm that person that says, no, I can't do these 10 things. So I'm not going to do the, not going to apply for the job. But I did. And it was brilliant. Uh, working at Brit, incredible place to work, met loads of people, made again, some lifelong friends, learnt tons became HR director of the Brit School and really I think honed my craft along the way and within that after some personal challenges I decided to train to be a life coach. I'm not really sure why I think my husband read something about a life coach and suggested it was something I would be quite good at so I'm always up for learning and seeing so I went to a two-day free two-day course to see if it was any good really enjoyed it met another lifelong friend on those two days and both of us embarked on becoming life coaches and doing the training and gaining the qualification which was super fun if you're going to do something it's always great to find a friend along the way to do it with and have loved coaching ever since uh, I got my qualification and while I was doing it as well. And then, what happened then? I decided that I really liked the coaching and HR is working with people, but it's not always in a positive way. And I wanted to work with people in a positive way, which coaching is. So I thought, right, now's the time. I'm going to quit my job and become a life coach which when I say it out loud sounds absolutely nuts but I did it and I resigned from my job as HR director at Brit and I went freelance self-employed whatever you want to call it about 18 months ago um, the idea was that I would be a life coach and do some HR consultancy on the side what has actually happened is that I am doing loads of HR consultancy with a bit of coaching on the side but that's fine I'm quite okay with that and I'm enjoying meeting lots of different people and yeah helping them out really which is great for me I love helping and sorting things out so it's worked out really well and in the meantime I've also become a strengths profile practitioner and that's been a great added bonus to my coaching and the HR I think the two together work really well 
so that's kind of my story how I ended up here I never set out to <laughs> never set out to work in HR does anyone set out to work in HR if you have let me know I'd be interested to know um I'd certainly never dreamed I would be working for myself I always thought I would be someone working for an organization and so I feel so privileged to be in this position to be getting work I'm under no illusion that it might not work forever and that's okay but I gave it a shot um, and that's the main thing for me um, one of the questions I ask my podcast guests is what's the best piece of advice you've been given and I think my boss at Tear Fund Claire who is wonderful still a friend um see a theme there picking up friends as I go she used to say to me you've got to fake it till you make it and I really agree not in terms of obviously you need to have the skills for the job and the knowledge for the job you're not going to know everything so sometimes you need time to find out what you need to know but also I don't know about you but that imposter syndrome that kind of oh why would why would someone ask me to do that why am I doing this presentation I don't know what I'm talking about that's the time I think you need to fake it till you make it because you've been asked for a reason usually you do know more than you think you know and also the thing I've learned is not everyone knows what you know (laughs) I think that's my biggest life lesson not everyone knows what you know and so get on with it really fake it till you make it and it's amazing what comes out of that and what you enjoy and what you end up doing, who you end up meeting along the way. I think pivoting, changing, you know, when I think about wanting to be an OT, I did also try again before I ended up at um, after the estate agent's role before the NGO. I did try and apply to be an OT and they didn't want me rude but I took that as a sign that's the door shutting quite a few times on the OT element but what I realized was that helping people that being with people in a positive way and making them feel at ease which is part of being an OT was something I was good at something I enjoyed and I think that's what has driven me through all my jobs, the HR, everything that I have done. So I think that's that's been a real thread throughout my working life and how I have ended up here. Um, I think I've learned about myself that I can do more than I give myself credit for. I am extremely lazy, so I need to keep busy, which is good. Um, but it's it's been really fun and I don't think I would have changed anything about my journey to where I am now it's not as I ever imagined it would be or could have imagined it would be but it has been wonderful I've learned from so many people I hope I have helped lots of people along the way um and now I'm at a stage where I'm really just enjoying working riding the wave of self-employment while it works and it's just been brilliant um 
saying that, it's been difficult on and off along the way. You know, we've all had those moments where we've cried in the toilets um, or, you know, not wanting to get out of bed because it just feels like too much. Those days happen, but hopefully they are few and far between. And if they're not, it's time to start thinking about what might be, what might need to change. And I always say to people, you're never stuck. You're never stuck. You can always find a way out. Um, even when it feels like you are stuck, you're not. You've always got a choice to make. That's probably the lesson I would pass on to other people. You're never stuck. There's always a way out. Um, there's always a choice to make, even if that's a choice in changing your attitude towards what you're doing. So that's probably my story. I think I've bored you enough with my dramas along the way since I left school. If you would like to be on my podcast and share your story, I'd love to hear from you. So give me a shout and um, hope you have a great rest of your day, week, month, whenever you're listening to this. Thanks so much for listening. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you fancy telling your story, do get in touch.